This is the Eastside Liquor Halftime Podcast. Oh, intermission. No, it's halftime. Stop by 9390 Rogers Avenue for the best liquor, beer, and wine deals in the River Valley. Arkansas wins the national championship! Check out Eastside Liquor on Facebook for weekly specials. Say goodbye! Darren McFadden, 80 yards, touchdown! Subscribe to the Hit That Line Podcast Network. Brought to you by Breeden RV Center. Breeden RV Center, family-owned and operated. A no-pressure, laid-back atmosphere and always home of the free maintenance for life. Happy Friday, everybody, and welcome into halftime here on, well, let's see. It's cloudy where I am right now, but I really couldn't imagine a better place to be doing a radio show here in the middle of summer. Although last week, I guess I'm just getting a nice little tour of places to be by water for radio shows. Uh, by Lake Michigan last week, was right by the Arkansas River just a few days ago, um, and now by the Atlantic Ocean in a beach house with my buddies, a couple of my friends that I grew up with back in Pittsburgh, sitting by uh, already uh, enjoying the start of their weekend. Not like we're not enjoying what we're about to do for the next couple of hours. Uh, Drew's on his way back from SEC Media Days. Uh, He has made a stopover at the fiance's family's house he is trying to be a little bit quiet it's like you're trying to be it's like you're doing a show <laughs> from a from a library is what it is what it feels yeah, like can everyone hear me you were a little yeah you were a little whispery when we first connected okay a little whispery but he's going to be okay don't worry no, what's going fine. on in the rooms next to you are well, there, so uh, are there, I, the, at, are there doctoral theses being being written no 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 i'm actually at my fi- fiance's house so it's her and her roommate that that live here she her roommate's also a teacher it's just I'm I'm in the spare bedroom because it's the one area where there's a big enough desk besides the kitchen table, and I don't want to take up common area, you know, because they both uh, have see. dogs. Dogs are gonna be running around. Too much know, going on could, around, yeah. Could be some barking. I don't want to cut off the kitchen because people would be afraid to, you know, interrupt. So I'm in the spare bedroom. They they got a desk. Got my Comrex, my computer, my notepad, all set up here. But her roommate right. is just on the other side of this wall, so I don't want to be too loud. I don't want to be too disrespectful because it is nice of them to to allow me. I mean, they could have said, her roommate could have said, no, you go somewhere else to do, do, do that uh, radio show, but they were nice enough to take me in and uh, allow me to broadcast to the natural state here in the worldwide on hitthatline.com from right here in East Memphis. So that's where I'm at right now. Perfectly done. That was that was well described. So I'm, I'm, in, uh, I'm in Wrightsville Beach, North Carolina, uh, looking right out at the Atlantic Ocean, there are surfers and a storm is on the way in Ooh. with Sam and Mike filming. Swells right must be killer, bro. Yeah, I was good. I was, otherwise, I was going to do the show out in the ocean surfing for the first time in my life. Though I think at some point, if it's not raining, I might go out there and just try to enjoy it for as much as I can. And uh, Maddie uh, gets to uh, Maddie back at the ESPN Arkansas headquarters. will get. He's the, got the best deal of the, us all. The, the thrill, the thrill of uh, of a free lunch from Fish City Grill in just uh, in just a while. So uh, we've got uh, we've got le- reasons to celebrate today. And then everything is sort of back to normal next week, Monday. Um, and so here we go. 877-377-6963 to get with us here on Halftime for calls and texts. Only one guest today, and it is Aaron Torres. And uh, nobody in hour number two. SEC Media Day is coming to a close yesterday. And that means that the polls get released today. Uh, not AP polls, not... Coaches polls. Uh, this is just the, the. These are the. These were the members of the media that were there in Atlanta at the college at the College Football Hall of Fame. Drew was able to register a vote. Mm-hmm. 
Ty Richardson registered a vote. Arkansas has been selected by the SEC media to finish third in the SEC West behind Alabama and Texas A&M. Then Arkansas, Mississippi, LSU, Mississippi State, and Auburn uh, picked to finish last in the East. It's Georgia, Kentucky, Tennessee. Tennessee even getting one first-place vote, which, by the way, Arkansas also got a first-place vote. Florida, South Carolina, Missouri, Vanderbilt rounding out uh, the rest of the East. So who voted for the Razorbacks to finish first in the West to be the West Division champions? It, I would imagine we've already the, the conspiracy theories are already coming in. I think it's Ty Richardson. Mm-hmm. I think Ty. It, I don't know. Now, I haven't. It wasn't I haven't me. Listened I can, to I can the say that. Morning rush in the, the last champion. few days, so I don't know if he'd mentioned mentioned it or not. I, I so was not the champion. I, I'm just of, saying uh, it's him. Arkansas here today because I voted him second. But I still I feel like most people be be happy about that. I had, I had Arkansas second, A and M third, followed by Ole Miss, LSU, Auburn, and I had State in the basement. Even though I don't know exactly how well how good State's going to be, I really don't. Well, it it's uh we we I kind of thought Arkansas might have a, a shot to, to to get up to second. In fact, if you want to be as, as as optimistic as you can. Um, it's you're pretty much picking the Arkansas Texas A and M game, depending on who you mm-hmm. think is going to finish second or third. That's that's pretty much the way that I look at it. What it comes down to, uh, I mean, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Arkansas going second behind Alabama, and then and then A and M. I'm gonna put LSU ahead of Ole Miss, and Mississippi State sixth, Auburn seventh, uh, and I'm not ready to pick the East just yet. So how did you how did you do the East? You just went through the West, Drew. How did you do the East? So here, here was my selections for the East. Obviously, I had Georgia sitting at the top. I did pick Kentucky to repeat at the second spot. And as much as I hate the hate the 98ers and the UTs fans, like I like to call them, I, I had them at third because throughout the week I had started to buy a little bit into the Hinder Hooker hype and uh, everything that's gone on on the east side of the state where I'm at right now in, in Knoxville. So I did pick them third. I had South Carolina fourth, Florida fifth, Mizzou sixth, and the easiest pick of them all. It's Vandy finishing at the bottom. I mean, that's easy. That's, that's an easier fill-in than Alabama finishing number one in the west or Georgia finishing number one in the east. Like, But, but Bill, if you listen to Clark Lee during his uh, media availability you know, a few days ago, it's not going to be too long. It's not going to be too long, according to him, until the easiest pick at SEC Media Days is Vandy number one in the East because he, he's got faith and he's got hope that, that uh, they have all the tools that they need to become one of the best programs in the country. I don't believe it, but, hey, I guess somebody's got to be confident over there on the West End of Nashville. That's funny. It is. I saw it. Didn't, uh, didn't Clark Lee have the most words spoken amongst all of the SEC head coaches at their opening I believe statement? so, yeah. Well, we're close to a thousand, and then seven words by Mike Leach. I guess <laughs> I wouldn't have expected that, but then again, it does, you know, you know, it does. That that that's not the number of words he said at the presser. It's just the number of words he had in the in the opening statement. I think if you're going by the number of words, it's always going to be Jimbo Fisher, and Jimbo did, of course, have plenty to say yesterday. Uh, and uh, uh, well, let's uh, let's play let's play his 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 bit of sound on Nick Saban. You know, we we expected back when this when this whole thing went down. Texas A&M buying their recruiting, uh, their recruiting class uh, coming from Nick Saban, and, and that 
incredibly entertaining press conference that was thrown together uh, like a like a like a five dollar Lego set, <laughs> in which in which I've never seen a, a a sitting head coach go on another head coach that nuclear before. And then they're both put on, not sanctioned, but sort of a little bit of a double secret probation by Greg mm-hmm. Sankey. And then everybody plays quietly nice at the Destin meetings. And now you're at SEC Media Days. And everybody a few months ago was thinking there's going to be uppercuts and right hooks and sticks poked in everybody's eyes and nothing of the sort. And instead we get this. Listen, I'm going to say this. I have tremendous respect for Nick. There's, there's no, I have no problem with Nick. You got two competitive guys. And unfortunately, like you say, you get out in public and, and different things. We stood up, and it's over with. I have no problem with that. But we get two competitive guys who have disagreement or opinions or whatever, and we both voice them publicly for the first time. Both of us have ever done that. And, you know, we both can grow from that, and hopefully we will. And, 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 but, you know, there's competitiveness, and I have great respect for Nick and, and his program and everything he's ever done. Left side Actually, back. Actually, we, we've been very, very good friends for a long time. And that's who you fight with the most? We've- <laughs> your brothers and people you're closest to we've been very good friends for a long long time mm. but i do remember hearing i do remember hearing something along the lines of it's over between us uh, never to talk again didn't even answer the phone calls somebody did somebody did us a favor putting putting some of these things side by side because if you want to talk about a total 180, listen, listen, to what, listen to what Jimbo said then compared to what he says yesterday. You had any contact with Nick since? No. Uh, oh, he's called. You just didn't take the call? Not going to. We're done. And uh, He shows you who he is. And then I just wanted to. He's the greatest ever, huh? And then I just wanted to. When you to got make, all the advantages? Huh? easy you, we get two competitive guys who have disagreement or opinions or whatever and we both voice them publicly for the first time both of us have ever done that and you know we both can grow from that and hopefully we will and and, and but you know there's competitiveness and i have great respect for nick and, and his program and everything he's ever done left side Actually, back. we we've been very very good friends for a long time and that's who you fight with the most <laughs> your brothers <laughs> the people you're closest to Drew, I've, I don't know if I've ever heard things go completely differently. I mean, it, it, I, this has been too to, much, to, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I remember you remember uh, John Calipari and um, uh, the former Temple head coach, and I can't remember uh, John Cheney. How, yes, how, how yes. Cheney threatened to kill him at a press conference once. <laughs> Literally had to be restrained by the cops and pulled out of the room. It took years later. Before you know, the two of them mm. acknowledged the friendship again, and and that and that bygones were bygones. This that took years. This was three months. It, it is absolutely insane of of how much he flipped the switch, and I, I'm guessing it had to do with conversations that he had with Greg Sankey, with Ross Bjork, the AD at A and M. Of hey, you've got to dial it back. You know, we probably may. I, I think Ross and and the Jimbo and everybody at the uh, in College Station realized. We probably went a little far with the press conference. You know, you, you see a lot of people uh, making jokes about uh, about Jimbo, how, like, he, you know, he talked about, you know, I'm not going to talk about all this publicly, but then you go back three months, three months ago, 
and he called a public conference, uh, public press conference to talk publicly about the public statements made by Nick Saban. Like it, it is kind of ridiculous when you when you truly think about it. it it's just walking yourself back, trying to trying to de-escalate things because uh, I feel like it hasn't played out as well as Jimbo would have hoped. If it had played out the way that he had hoped and. In the moment when he got up to that podium, he said all those things, and I think he was expecting more, you know, support from media and from public and and from the college football public than he actually got. So that, that's what happens, you know, when you walk statements back. It's it's mainly because you realize that not everybody's gonna be, not everybody's on your side, and that you you, you might just want to take a step back and you know try to smooth some things out. That's all Jimbo was doing. I don't. I don't know if I believe him more yesterday than what he said in his presser. I think I believe his presser a few months ago because he was caught up in the emotion and there was no time for coach speak, right? There, there was no time for thinking things methodically, of, of writing things down, of reading off of prompters. It, it was from the heart and, and in full-fledged emotion. That's what I still to this day think Jimbo thinks of Nick Saban. Whether he wants to admit it or not, what he said in that press conference uh, early that I think it was on a Thursday morning, you know, um, that's what he truly thinks. Whether he's ever going to admit it or not, that that was Jimbo Jimbo Fisher's a real raw opinion on what's going on at Alabama which, and what Nick Saban has done. Now, whether that's out of jealousy or out of spite, out of hate, you know, who's to say? But that that's how he truly feels to me. All right, let's uh, take a quick break here. Aaron Torres joining us at the bottom of the hour. Uh, we spoke with Greg Sankey yesterday and wanted to revisit some of uh, the topics that we spoke about with him. The Division One Council has come out with recommendations on transfer portal windows uh, for both basketball and football. And uh, uh, we also have a little update on some stuff going on with the baseball team. We've got a couple of incoming transfers that have made their announcements on various social media. Plus, Major League Baseball second half begins today. We'll have the golden hour as well. And halftime will come right back. Our partners at BetOnline continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest odds, news, and sports development. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to get the bonus and get into the action. BetOnline, where the game starts. I'm expressing with my full capabilities And now I'm living in correctional facilities Cause some don't agree with how I do this I get straight and meditate like a Buddhist I'm dropping flavor, my behavior is hereditary But my technique is very necessary Blame it on Ice Cube You're listening to Halftime with Phil Elson, Maddie T, and Drew Barrett Want to jump in the conversation with the guys? Call or text into Halftime at 877-377-6963 all right, I'll take the blame for not paying attention from baseball yesterday. If you obviously noticed there, I'd said there was... Today was the day that the second half of the season is starting. No, it was yesterday. The double headers to start the second half of the season feels like a, a new thing. But uh, because the season started a little bit late because of this uh, cute little negotiation between... or you know, Not even negotiation, just a... Uh, 
a lockout by the owners. Uh, he started with uh, with some double headers uh, yesterday instead. And uh, speaking of baseball, man, uh, did you realize Kyler Murray signs this deal yesterday with uh, with with Arizona, mm-hmm. where he is now going to be paid forty six point one million dollars per year on average. You know these deals never necessarily work out to the average, but the hilarity of this: the team that drafted him in Major League Baseball, the Oakland Athletics. Uh, his bonus was $4.9 million. I forget what pick of the first round he was, but I think it was top 10. And I remember kicking this around with Ty when this went down. You know, I mean, you, re- you take a real gamble by mm-hmm. choosing football over baseball just because of the, uh, the, the injury concerns and the length of careers and, and everything that goes along with it. But if you can hit the jackpot in one position, man... <laughs> It is quarterback, and he has done this um, in a way that only a couple other players have so far. And now Kyler Murray will make almost as much as the entire Oakland Athletics payroll wow. is right now. $46.1 million per year for Kyler Murray to play 16 games. Well, they, 17 games. I'm still getting used mm-hmm. to 17. They expect more than 17 if you're making that much, <laughs> by the way. They're probably expecting 22 games or something like that. Uh, and, and the entire athletics payroll is $48.5 million. Wow, that, that is incredible. I mean, that, that's why nobody's showing up to those A's games. And that, that's why fans are so frustrated in, in the Oakland area is because they're not paying any money. They're not trying to win. And, you know, you can you can live off of uh, Moneyball and uh, analytics all you want, but if you don't pay players, you ain't going to get the best. And I was – when this news broke yesterday, I was at the airport, and I was I was sitting at the at one of the airport – many airport bars at the uh, Atlanta airport, and I just thought, man, what would life be like right now if somebody told me that I was going to get $105 million guaranteed over the next five years? Five years, I guaranteed – Regardless of what happens, $105 million. That just, it's such an astronomical number, right? Like it's we, a difficult number to, compre- to comprehend. It, it is. It's, it's, it's the same reason why. You can't comprehend. It's the same reason why a lot of people, including myself, are, are, were a little puzzled by Juan Soto's decision to turn down his over $300 million uh, contract from, from the Washington natural, uh, Naturals. That's, because that's got to have more of his, of his view of, of, of his franchise and mm-hmm. of his ownership I think so and too. of maybe that franchise's ability to sustain any sort of championship run. I mean, so what he's telling you there is he, he's going to play this for one of the, the same coast team teams. I mean, he's, already, he's already on a coast team in, in D.C., but, um, you know, there's, there's a certain amount of money there and there's a certain amount of money in places like New York City. Mm-hmm. And I think you, you, I think you, you put it out there that the Mets might be. He's already had such success in that division. Um, you wonder, you know, if, if you want to get away from that place where you've already had so much success, the Mets would be a, a, a pretty good option for him. Yeah, I think the Mets would be a, a great option for him. You, you saw L.A. fans at the uh, at the All Star Game chant "Future Dodger" <laughs> at him. Uh, as well, and I think you're exactly right now. Like, while it does take me a minute to wrap my mind around those type of numbers, it also uh, I can step back and realize that, just like you said, I think it's about the team that's offering him. He he's seeing the writing on the wall. He's seeing that this is not the same team that won a World Series a few years ago. That he doesn't obviously see the direction of it going any better here in the next few seasons, or at least during this 13-year contract extension that he's going to get. 
And it's very good to be well paid, but hey, these guys are athletes. These guys are competitors. They want to win. At the end of the day, it's about lifting trophies. It's about having rings uh, along with the uh, you know, just truckloads uh, of cash that they do and, and rightfully deserve make uh, as professional athletes. So it, it's just a sign of Washington really needs to get it get it figured out. And, you know, next week, I think uh, if schedules provide, I think I might try to get uh, Bob Carpenter on the voice of the naturalist to, uh, to kind of talk about the situation and how things have really taken a turn in, in kind of such a short time. You know, I mean, we're only talking about what three years ago they were World yeah. Series the champions. Fell out now for them pretty the... quickly. The same thing happened with the Chicago Cubs. I yeah. mean, that's that, that's what I mean. It's there's there's a the, the Royals. You know that that mm-hmm. that run that was a big last one. Very long. It's difficult to sustain something that's longer sometimes than three or four years. You can't keep a team together, so you got to find a way to 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 either pay your stars well enough that they stick around and hope that they stay healthy and stay good, and you're able to develop somebody down below them. Or do like what the Rays have done, which makes the Rays and the Oakland Athletics, here we are joking about the A's and the idea that they they pay about as much to an entire Major League roster as one football player is making. Mm -hmm. Um, And they might not be very good right now, but they still have a a sustained run of success. No world championships, but yeah, that's the whole point. And it was, so far, if you look at the Nationals, it was a flash in the pan for right now, even though they've got one of the best players in the game. They mm-hmm. lost out. They lost Max Scherzer. You lose uh, Bryce Harper. That's what I'm talking about. The stars end up going playing, going to play somewhere else. They lose Anthony Rendon. So you can't keep that that core together. I don't think. I, I think Soto probably doesn't want to be like the guy that they build around. He's looking to go to a team that's already kind of built, <laughs> with a franchise that's built and and some stability mm-hmm. already. Also, uh, I want to apologize right, real quick. I think ahead. I said naturals. A few times I meant nationals. Oh, yes. I don't know why I said naturals. The nationals. I wasn't uh, talking about the team up in Northwest Arkansas. Every once in a while, the teeth and the tongue get tied eh. up with the lips, and yeah, it happens. And, and things become a little bit more difficult to remember exactly how to say them. So yeah, Kyler Murray, forty-six point one million dollar average. Aaron Rodgers is at the top of the pyramid at just over fifty million. Deshaun Watson, forty-six. Patrick Mahomes, 45. Boy, a lot of differences in those quarterbacks, too. Mm-hmm. And just two Super Bowl championships amongst them. Mahomes, one. Rodgers, one. Watson hasn't played in a year. Who knows if he's playing this next year? I don't think he Who is. knows if you want a guy like that on your team, honestly, in some cases. And Kyler Murray, there's questions as to if, mm-hmm. if he can even sustain his body for an entire year at that size. Hey, the Browns are good. What a crazy sport. <laughs> Browns are going to be in good Torres shape. Joining us Eastside Liquor has the number one craft selection in the River Valley. Spring is here and summer is just around the corner for the perfect beer weather. Stop by Eastside Liquor at 9390 Rogers Avenue in Fort Smith and see Dave and the guys today. Now, back to the podcast. sure to follow halftime on twitter at hit that line ar and on facebook and instagram at hit that line follow the guys on twitter at phil elson pxp at matt travis and at d barrett 36 now back to the guys here's phil elson maddie t and drew barrett 
try to do a radio show where there's two goofballs that are giving you weird looks all throughout a couple of hours. <laughs> it's a little. Now I kind of have a sense of what animals in a zoo feel like, uh, just without the cage. Although I guess I could put some of these chairs around me and I could, uh, I could uh, clamor on those bars and ask for uh, ask for lunch. I don't know. Uh, all right, we got Aaron Torres with us, our friend from Aaron Torres Media, Aaron Torres Sports Podcast. At it's been a couple weeks since you and I spoke. How you been? Yes. I'm great. Where are you, Phil? I saw the beach in the background, and, and I know you're living the first world problem life of having too many people look at you while you're in paradise. Where are you, man? Wrightsville Beach, North Carolina. Right, as you could see by that photo, right on, not quite on the water, but right on the dunes. And it's a stormy day here in Wrightsville Beach, but it's a beautiful uh, sight. Where are you? Where are you? I, I was watching surfers. Made me think of, of folks in Southern California. I've never surfed sure. before. Is that anything you've tried since you moved out there? So I have done it one time. Uh, it was, I'll tell you this. It was really fun. Um, it, was re- it is really challenging. Um, and I will also say that doing it one time, I realized why all these surfer guys, these surfer dudes and, and dudettes, are just shredded because it is a full body workout. You got to take this big thing out in the water. You're, you're, you're swimming against the current. Um, that's basically like 90% of what you're doing. You're just swimming against the current, hoping to catch a good wave for 10 seconds. So it was really fun. Uh, it was cool. I'm glad that I could say that I did it. Uh, but it, it, it's a lot of work and there's a reason, uh, you know, uh, I, I don't have a six pack here and, uh, I don't know. It, <laughs> I, I said, Phil, when I did it, it's like golf. I, I get why people are into it. I'm just not totally sure it's for me. Well, I've never tried it. I don't think I'm going to have a chance to try it because, uh, I, on, I no, I don't think it's for me either. Um, I was not All at right. SEC Media Days, but we're trying to figure out who gave Arkansas the one first-place vote amongst <laughs> media. Tennessee got one first-place vote. Arkansas got one. I thought maybe I, I got Arkansas ahead of A&M because the way I look at these standings are, you know everybody in the West is playing each other, so you're, basically, you're sure. picking who's going to win each game in some of these cases. You pick A&M ahead of Arkansas, that means you got the Aggies winning the Southwest Classic. I got it the other way around. Um, any surprise to see Arkansas third instead of second? You know, no. Um, you know, I, I'll say this is that I, I think there's this narrative that uh, in the East, it's Georgia, and then you can pretty much pick any team in any order. I kind of feel the same way about the West, don't you guys? I mean, now, now listen, I don't think LSU is going to finish in second. I don't think Auburn is going to finish in second. But I don't think I, I, I can see a scenario where Auburn goes eight and four, and they certainly don't finish in last place. Uh, you know, Mississippi State's coming off a seven and five season. I actually kind of like their schedule. Ole Miss, we know ten regular season wins, but basically have to replace literally everybody uh, on offense as well as both coordinators. So, you know, Phil, what I would say is I, I just think like what you just said, I think is, is spot on. I think it's going to be a week to week, game to game, matchup to matchup basis. Um, in terms of A&M and uh, Arkansas specifically, I do think it's advantageous to Arkansas to play them early in the season like they did last year. We know A&M doesn't really know who their quarterback is at this particular time. So, no, I, I don't really have any fundamental issue with any of the order of finish. Uh, I'm not as high on Kentucky as some other people in the East. I know they were picked to finish second, but nothing. I didn't think there was anything crazy egregious that came out of today. Uh, one of the other things that comes out of SEC Media Days is the comments coming from the commissioner. And it just, I mean, you, you, you get the sense 
from watching Greg Sankey talk that he definitely understands that his conference is the 800-pound gorilla. Uh, and and mm-hmm. he is in such a position of influence, not just of uh, in, in that sense, but with the college football playoff, with the transformation committee of the NCAA Division I, uh, most powerful person in college sports. Do you think sometimes like he's adv- that, that even in the case of transformation, uh, of Division One, he's definitely more of an advocate for the SEC and the big guys in college sports. Well, I don't think there's any doubt that he's an advocate. And, you know, it's no different, Phil. Um, you know, it's funny, right? Like, Roger Goodell in the NFL, like, like you know, you see some of the PR gaps that he has through the years, and you say, oh, you know, he's a terrible commissioner. Well, ultimately, at the end of the day, his job isn't to do what's best from a PR. He doesn't run a PR firm. He's got to make the owners money, and he does that hand over fist. And so, you know, I, I do think, and this is something I've said, so it's not as though I'm, I'm you know, kind of couching my statements. I, I think what is best for the SEC, and frankly the Big Ten too. I mean, I, I Drew brought this up the other day. I thought it was a really good point is the, the Big Ten, because the SEC was the, the first one to make a power move last year, I think we all kind of brush what the Big Ten did under the rug and just say this is college sports now. But, you know, I don't think what's best for the SEC and best for the Big Ten is necessarily best for college sports in general. Now, what I would also say, and I think Greg Sankey, I don't think Greg Sankey did bring this up the other day, is that he was an advocate for a 12-team playoff with six automatic bids, and if that had happened the way that he pushed for, then maybe there's a scenario where USC and UCLA are still in the Pac-12 or at the very least, the Pac-12 is more viable going forward, knowing that they have essentially an automatic bid to the college football playoffs. So I don't think that necessarily every decision he makes is for the best interest of college sports in general. But one, that's not his job. Um, and two, I also think there were some other people that, that probably, no, they don't probably, they definitely made some decisions that they regret, uh, starting with the commissioner of the Pac-12, the ACC, the Big 12, on and on and on. Well, let's let's stay with the those people in the Big Twelve and out uh, west. I, I saw um, it being reported a few times. I think I saw I saw you retweet uh, something about it. Uh, what's up with the California governor demanding an explanation Ooh. about U- UCLA? Because um, don't we all know why? I mean, do we really need them to come out and spell it out for us? We know why they made the money. Why why they made the move? It's for the money. Well, you know. So I'm going to do the whole, I'm not trying to get political thing here, but I'm about to get political. Uh, Our governor literally just says whatever he thinks is going to play well in the media. You know, uh, if I can equate him to a sports figure, that's kind of my complaint about Adam Silver. I don't think, I think he's more worried about public perception than he is what's best for the NBA. And our governor, Gavin Newsom, um, I, I, I don't think he knows the issues, just like, oh, by the way, he was the first one to legislate NIL uh, three or four years ago, and I don't think he knew the issue. I think he knew that it was a a topic and a thing that nobody would push back on. Nobody's going to say, you know, young athletes, predominantly African-American, don't deserve the opportunity to make money, right? So nobody's going to push back on that. And I don't think he, he, when he was putting that legislation into play, um, understood the, the kind of the complexities that come with it, many of which we're seeing right now, many of which were addressed over the last couple of weeks 
you know, the last couple of days, excuse me, at SEC Media Days. And so I, I have a feeling, you know, that there, there's powerful people at the University of California and in the Cal uh, uh, school, not school system, but the university system, UCLA and U, uh, UC Berkeley, as we discussed, uh, I think, last week on the show or two weeks ago or whatever. They're part of the same university system. And so I think that he is saying this to make it look good uh, to his political constituents, not because, one, that he really cares, two, that he understands the issues. Um, you know, I can't speak to every politician, every governor in every state, but, I mean, he is the definition of, like, a, a smarmy politician that just kind of makes your skin crawl. So hopefully that gives you a little context, Drew, on why he's trying to uh, force a topic that everybody knows the answer to. So. Well, something that makes my skin crawl is, you know, going back on, on what you said. And I, and I get that Jimbo was in his emotions. He was he was caught up in caught up in the feels. Right. As the kids would say uh, nowadays, when it when it came to his press conference a few months ago and saying how it's all over between him and Nick Saban, I ain't answering that phone. He, he's called. I ain't answering. it. He said that multiple times. He said, you know, called, called Nick a lord of, of college football, the czar and all these other things. And then he gets SEC media days yesterday and. Well, apparently it's all sunshine and rainbows. I mean, what, what what would you think his main motivation by, you know, publicly walking back everything that happened a few months ago? Well, I think the, I think the emotion has died down. I mean, you know, I, I still push back on the people that, like, were upset with the way that he acted with the with, in May with the Nick Saban comments. I mean, Nick Saban accused him of some very serious things without any proof any tangible proof that we know of. Now, I understand Nick Saban's privy to conversations with recruits and handlers and agents that, that I'm not privy to, but we have no tangible proof that what Nick Saban said was true, no matter what the Internet says. And so I still don't understand people that were, like, mad at Nick Saban or, or Jimbo Fisher for pushing back on that. Um, Nick Saban made some very serious accusations without any proof, and, you know, you can use any analogy from life. Uh, when somebody calls you something publicly, you have a right to defend yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, as far as walking it back, Drew, I just think, you know, and I, and I get the sense from fans in the media, too. I think everybody's just ready to kind of put it behind them. Now, I kind of disagree. I find the conversation fascinating. I wish they had both said, no, I'm still not talking to that guy. I'll never, I'll never speak to that man again. But, you know, you know how these guys work, man. Yeah. They're making $9 million a year. They want to focus on football. They don't want to be controversial. I mean, that, that's, you know, that's why, you know, we all remember a Steve Spurrier, uh, Barry Switzer, or whoever, because they're not afraid to embrace, you know, the hate and the negativity and whatever. It's why certain people love Draymond Green, certain people don't. But I think most of these guys aren't wired to find themselves kind of in these these public dust-ups, uh, you know, uh, the way that, that Jimbo and Nick Saban have been. So uh, I'm not surprised that Nick Saban is trying to move past it. I'm not surprised that Jimbo's trying to move past it. I think both these guys are like, dude, I make a lot of money to coach football. I want to focus on football. I might be in the minority, though. I loved every second of it. I wish they were still going at it, but it seems like most people publicly seem to be ready to move on. Blame Greg Sankey. Blame Greg Sankey. He's the reason nobody can have any fun. You're not allowed to storm fields. You can't uh, talk smack. Coach versus coach. You just Phil, can't do it now. Hey, no, I'm joking. Phil, I'm joking because we... No, yeah. no, 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 no. What is this college baseball? They're, they're trying to take down my balls. What's going on, man? I saw this oh, headline. You can't goodness. sneak that one past me. <laughs> thank goodness. I can't wear a fur coat on the yet. field anymore, Phil. I can't wear a fur no, coat on the field anymore. 
have your have, have what your happened in the good old days, man? In the dugout on a <laughs> hanger. I mean, that's how you do it. It's still going to get on television. It's just still going to get on television. It's just not going to slow the game down. That's the whole reason. There's, there's a reason outside uh, of don't be so showy. It slows the game down. Drew, get back into the dugout, do Drew, the celebration, move the game <laughs> along. Drew, Sankey got uh, to Phil, too. Phil, Phil's a plan for Sankey. Okay, good to know. Good to know. Okay, Phil. Oh, I've always right, been yeah, a no-fun baseball guy. No, we've got to <laughs> no, no, put okay. your head down and, and run around the bases like Pete Rose. That's what you got to do. No, uh, I know. No, we, did have, we, we, did have, we did have Commissioner Sankey on the show yesterday. And and and, okay. and we brought up uh, we didn't bring up the actual article, but he did reference the article from Jeff Goodman in the uh, uh, on Stadium, Ooh. where uh, apparently he had spoken with members of the D1 Transformation Council that told him that that Commissioner Sankey was advocating changing the NCAA basketball tournament, and uh, we were kind of wondering if it was the idea. Of, well, if you're taking a, if you don't want automatic qualifiers in football, mm-hmm. does that mean you're looking to kind of cut the number of automatic qualifiers for basketball because it sounded like from that article that he's telling these members that there probably will be fewer bids or fewer Cinderella's like fewer mid-majors in 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 the NCAA tournament Sankey refuted those that that story yesterday and 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 for the obvious reasons you know 16 team tournament 12 team tournament is a lot different than 68 but uh, I don't know if you'd seen that article or, or even if you would believe in this case that maybe Greg Sankey is even, you know, telling, telling us the truth in this case. <laughs> well, it's really interesting because I do think if we had gone to a place where instead of, quote-unquote, two super conferences, we had four, you know, I've been hearing for years that they were really going to try to cut out the little guys. But I, I think when you get to essentially where we are going to be at, where there's no more than two, I mean – the ACC, if it survives, or the Big 12 might have 20 teams. That's not a super conference the way the SEC and the Big, the Big 10 will be. So, you know, my hope is because so much of the power will be consolidated at the top that everybody understands you can't just run a tournament with those two teams. So I'm hopeful that the, the NCAA tournament resembles something in which it is right now because I think it's the greatest sporting event that we have. Um, but I, I can't say confidently that I, I think that it will be because – has been a conversation basically every year the last 10 years college sports is constantly changing i think a lot of the stuff that we love about college sports even if it's for the money as drew referenced a minute ago uh doesn't mean that it's for the good of the sport as a whole and so would it shock me if the college ncaa basketball tournament looked different in a couple years it wouldn't i hope i'm wrong on that but it wouldn't shock me at all all right we'll leave it there i I hope it doesn't change but yeah i'm I'm with you don't mess with my silly little bracket you just have to yeah. for for anything you think is sacred in college sports. It just it is exactly. really right now, and we're being shown, we're being shown exactly that. At have a great weekend. Thank you, man. Good to talk to you again. Yes, great catching up, guys. Have a great afternoon. Thank you. Hey, appreciate it. You got it. You got it. All right, let's see. Maddie has uh, sent us photos of the lovely lunch that has been delivered by Fish City Grill here. Maddie, what you got? What is what is on the menu today? Oh man, they got some great fish tacos and some of these. Uh, I, they're like spicy chicken wraps it's got like a southwest uh spiciness to it really good Ooh, you guys should be jealous beautiful i am i'm totally jealous because i'm starving right now and i don't need to be looking at these photos anymore it's the fish city grill lunch bunch every week on halftime on fridays usually drew and maddie get the fun but it's only maddie that gets it's the all fun me today. stop by both locations in fort smith and rogers fish city grill wrapping up the first hour next 
This is for the men who never settle, the ones who miss the fairway all day and still pull out the big stick, the type of guys who will always prefer to be behind the grill than in front of the camera, and the men who never let their friends forget about a high school nickname. This is the Lodge mentality. This is Twin Peaks. Who wants to settle for a single TV? With more TVs, bigger screens, plus our fabulous scenic views, there's more to watch at Twin Peaks. It's all sunshine and rainbows. I mean, well, apparently it's all sunshine and rainbows. I mean, now back to the guys. Here's Phil Elson, Matty T, and Drew Barrett. What's better than this? Guys being dudes. Guys being dudes talking about sunshine and rainbow bones. Bones. Let's leave it up to listeners. Listeners, what do you hear in this clip? What does Drew say? Well, apparently it's all sunshine and rainbows. I mean. Wow, that I mean, there's. I'm just a, talking too fast. That's the problem. I mean, there's a thin layer. There's a thin layer of a possible B and no bone. But I mean, I wouldn't put it past you because I've heard some doozies before. I've heard some doozies yeah. before. I maybe I heard something I wanted to hear, and maybe it's not quite there. Sunshines I hear rainbow. and rainbows. Well, apparently it's all sunshine okay. and rainbows. I mean. We'll leave it up to the listeners. I hear both. I hear rainbows. Did Drew say rainbones, and what exactly is a rainbone, if you can define that for us? It's got to be on Urban Dictionary. If it's not, we're putting it on there some point today. <laughs> uh, 877-377-6963. Uh, let's see. We've got an update on some baseball stuff going on with the Razorbacks uh, that we weren't able to get to yesterday. Uh Remember, if you're drafted after the 10th round, there's a much better chance of coming back to school. Uh, Julian Bosnick, I think, is one guy that you would love to get to campus. We talked with, I forget the guy that you had on from South Carolina, Christian Gokel, the other day. Uh, no, he was from Georgia. That was from Georgia. We had... He, he was um, Georgia. We, Will... Yeah. That, it, oh, I can't remember his last name right now. Sanders, I think. And anyway, but he he brought he, he mentioned Bosnick to us, and he's the left-hander that sat out this past year after an injury, uh, but has uh, a big-time arm. Is already pitched in the SEC and a lefty, so that'd be that'd be a great pickup. But uh, Pittsburgh drafted him in the 14th round, so he's got a decision to make. And that's a guy I think you'd like to get to come to campus. Mason Neville already announced he's coming to campus. Uh, 18th round selection by the Reds. Neville is from uh, Nevada and a high schooler and is going to be a Razorback. And so will Zach Morris and Will McIntyre. Both went undrafted. Uh, Will's got a couple years left of eligibility. Morris has one. And actually, I think Morris has two years of eligibility left, too. So uh, they'll both be pretty big pieces uh, to, uh, to the puzzle. Two guys went undrafted. Brady Slavens, Braden Webb. Um, Slavin still has eligibility left one year. Webb is out of eligibility. Chris Lanzilli and Cole Ramage signed with the White Sox as undrafted free agents. And a couple of transfers have announced that they're coming to Arkansas. An infielder from Austin P. John Bolton. Looks like he can play the middle infield positions. And with 
the uh, UCSB shortstop Jordan Sprinkle getting drafted. Mm-hmm. And instead of coming to Arkansas, he's probably going to sign. That opens up a spot for another middle infielder. And a third catcher has announced. This is a younger one, Cal Kilgore. He was a freshman last year at New Mexico State, and he's going to be uh, a, a Razorback, too. So three catchers have also I was about to say, that uh, makes announced three, transferring yeah. in. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, competi- you want competition at a position like catcher where, you know, they can be the quarterback of, of, the, uh, of the defense out there for, in baseball. So you definitely want to have as much choices as you possibly can when it comes to that position. And, you know, we, we talked about it a lot with this draft uh, throughout the week that it's going to be interesting to see how all of it plays out and who's wearing an Arkansas uniform next year. But regardless of which names get crossed off, I don't think it lowers your expectation whatsoever. I mean, no. you're, you're still well, looking at that high of that high of a bar that's being has been set. Uh, all right. So, and I wonder if there'll be any more any more you know comings and goings because uh, Sprinkle hasn't signed yet. So let's just say he's he's still potentially a Razorback. Same with Julian Bosnick. Uh, but that's 18 incoming junior college or Division one transfers and. Uh, you, uh, Cole Phillips did sign. Uh, he's the he's the hard throwing right hander from Burn, Texas. Uh, was really the only high schooler from the incoming class that you're going to lose. He did sign, so that brings your incoming freshman class to 15, 15 freshmen, and probably 15 or 16 Division One or junior college transfers. <laughs> That's some <laughs> totally different over. team. Totally different team. College baseball, gotta love it. Grab the fever. Sunshines and rainbows as well on halftime. We go right into the second hour and a beautiful, beautiful day here in Wrightsville Beach. I'm sure it's gorgeous in East West Memphis and certainly in the River Valley and all across the state of Arkansas. Halftime right back. Bushlight Apple is back in season at Eastside Liquor in Fort Smith. Eastside Liquor also has Crown Royal Peach Tea, Whiskey Cola, and Apple Cocktails. Come find your new favorite at Eastside Liquor in Fort Smith. 9390 Rogers Avenue. Now, back to the podcast. Second hour halftime on a Friday, and even though it's raining outside my window here in Wrightsville Beach, North Carolina, it is the start of the golden hour, and a lovely day to do so on ESPN Arkansas and HitThatLine.com. Phil Elson, Drew Barrett, Maddie T. Got you for the next 60 minutes, and no guests with us, so you can get a part of, uh, you can be a part of it at 877-377-6963. And uh, just before the show started today, the SEC preseason media polls were released. And again, these are different than what you see from the AP and the coaches' mm-hmm. polls and all of that stuff, which will come out uh, in August or just before August. And, of course, these are not the polls that you see on Athlon or Phil Steele or anything like that. It's just the members of the media that were there uh, in attendance at uh, the College Football Hall of Fame in the SEC media days. The Razorbacks have been picked to finish third in the West behind Alabama and Texas A&M. Arkansas does get one first-place vote. There were, let's see, four teams... Five, six, seven, eight teams out of a 14-team league received at least one first-place vote. People have a little fun with their first-place vote every once in a while. Did Drew get I to make picks? I did. Well, yeah, Drew picks, made yes. picks. Were you the guy that Ty voted made him? picks? 
I did not. I uh, I voted Arkansas second, right behind Alabama. I was also one of the 158 that voted Alabama as the SEC champion. Boy, you are really I such was, a follower, Drew. I've, 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 oh, I'm I've so always sorry. That. You're just <laughs> come on, just man. You got to stand out. You're right. You got to stand out. You're right. I, I'm, I mean, I'm Georgia sorry. and, I, I and Alabama run away with it, as you would expect. Kentucky and Texas A&M picked to finish second in their respective divisions. They each got less than a handful of votes. Well, I guess depending on what's going on in your hand, but Kentucky got four, A&M got mm-hmm. three. And then the third-place teams, Tennessee and Arkansas, each get one first-place vote. South Carolina got three first-place votes. Vanderbilt TCU got one. I was about to say. Vanderbilt also I, I got a one vote the for SEC pres- I needed the dramatic pregnant pause there for a moment because Vanderbilt got a first place vote. I, I glossed over that the first time because you just, I mean, you don't even, you, well, you yeah. don't even see Vanderbilt when you're looking at the thing, right? And so there it is. Somebody did vote for Vanderbilt. Shocking, yes. Very Arkansas, shocking. I thought, well, Ty Richardson, yes, Ty Richardson has ties to both universities because he lived in Nashville and had a roommate, uh, Max Hers, who's come on our program before, that uh, was a student at, at Vanderbilt and is a Vanderbilt graduate. I'm going to blame Ty for both of these votes. I think Ty Richardson voted for Arkansas first fault. in the West and Vanderbilt first in the East. Somebody and had for some Vandy fun to with their beat out our votes. But in that case, if this was Ty, because we're, we're guessing that the person that voted Vanderbilt first East is also the person who voted Vanderbilt to be SEC champion because that's how you be, get in the championship. You finish first in your division. So in that, if the, in that scenario, in that conspiracy theory, we're saying that Ty Richardson, Mr. 501 built different, chose Vanderbilt to beat Arkansas and Alabama in the SEC championship. <laughs> I'm not saying it was him, but I'm not saying it wasn't. Well, and and of course, along with the with the the order of finish to, uh, predicted by the media, they'll also come out with uh, first and second place preseason teams. I'm glad they don't do you know like a preseason freshman of the year or player of the year or anything mm-hmm. like that. I think that can that's such a an unfair target to put on on anybody. I think in college or in. In, uh, in, in it's coming out of high school, uh, but Arkansas does get four players uh, on these various teams. Uh, first team on offense is uh, is Brady is uh, Ricky Stromberg, uh, who also was named uh, to the preseason watch for the Remington Trophy for the top center. Uh, no surprise there. I think Stromberg is. I mean, it's just been amazing to watch his his progression from an undersized freshman. Who came in out of Tulsa and felt un- and felt under recruited? Then we were told by Richard Davenport and Nikki Chavanel about that back then, and then just you know he's he's grown into this position so well, and he's got the right body, and man, he is tremendous. Uh, Stromberg is on the first team, so is Jalen Catalan, and uh, outside of uh, outside of that, uh, you got Brady Latham on the third team. And uh, Bumper Pool uh, is also listed uh, here. Uh, Bumper Pool is uh, a uh, linebacker on the second team. So four Razorbacks get this uh, recognition preseason as well. And we'll see what the coaches and the AP media thinking about well, about a month or so. Well, a little less than a month. Let's say, let's say probably a couple of weeks. 
yeah, I don't remember exactly where I put, um, you know, went through all of those different guys um, when it came to my, my thing because I did it a few days ago. Um, but, you know, and I was going to ask AT if we if we had a little extra time, just ran out of it. What, what are your thoughts about, you know, K.J. Jefferson still being left off of one of the first three teams there uh, on the offensive side? I'm No one can really complain or, or you know, argue with the returning Heisman Trophy winner Bryce Young at number one. I think we can all, even though as much as we all love and and respect K.J. Jefferson, we can all agree that Bryce Young is the best quarterback in the SEC, if not in all of college football. But to not make top three? No doubt. But not to make top three? Will Levis on the third team. So I mean, good quarterbacks, but so is K.J. We've seen K.J. left out of a lot of top fives right now uh, Mm -hmm. and other top fours, depending on who you're reading, and now he's left out of a top three overall. And K.J. just the other day said that he feels that he's being underrated, so this plays right into, I think, the way he views himself Mm -hmm. and the way that I think Razorback, Razorback fans probably view him as well. It's a good thing. I think it's a good thing. K.J. Jefferson doesn't need to be on the top three list here for quarterbacks in the SEC, according to the media, uh, to go into the season feeling any different about himself. In fact, I think it, I think it actually is a good thing for him. It, it helps feed. It, I think it's going to – if last year being, uh, being under, under – uh, Being ranked 14th out of 14 by Brad Crawford. Low expectations by a lot of folks for, for K.J. Jefferson last year both inside the fan base and outside the fan base, mm. no doubt about it. And he certainly played up and above many people's expectations, even even up higher and better than even folks who thought that, that, he, that he could lead the way to a successful year. Now he's left off these, three, these, these top three teams. I think that plays right into K.J. Jefferson's hands. It plays into his hands, and it plays exactly where I think Sam Pittman and Kendall Browse want him to be at this point. We talked about it. Uh, with Sam Pittman, he talked about it multiple times throughout his media availability on Wednesday at SEC Media Days. How they like being underdogs. They like they like um, being the team that nobody truly believes in. They like that having that mentality of us versus the world. And and this is just one more thing that they could put on the bulletin board, on the PowerPoint, whatever whatever teams use nowadays to to plaster, you know negative reviews and, and negative stories uh, about their team. This is just another thing, another material for motivation there. And we're talking to KJ, you know, in person, you know, on Wednesday, he has all the confidence in the world. He's not lacking any confidence. He knows who he is. He knows what type of quarterback he is, and he knows what team he has around him. And he is very confident in this. In this. I don't think that this list coming out, or any list uh, for that matter coming out, is going to – you know, chip away at the confidence that KJ Jefferson has, and and that this team has. They know how good they are, and they're ready to go out there and prove it. Yeah, I mean, and, and it's it's going to feel it feels good when you're recognized. Even yeah, if it you, does. If you're somebody that says you don't pay attention to social media or preseason lists or any awards or any of that kind of stuff, there still is a little bit of like a a nice little feeling, you know, when somebody says something nice about you. Um, and then there's the other aspect of how it can feel when you're not recognized and you're kind of used to it, which I think KJ is sort of used to it by now. You can even see by the way he looks and talks, um, you know, during the season. 
he plays with that kind of chip on, uh, and it's a it, man. It is a cliche, but as I'll <laughs> say so often, there's a little nugget of truth in cliches, and that's why we overuse them. I think KJ's been counted out in his career so often. This isn't necessarily being counted out. It's just not given a certain level of respect that maybe he deserves. You could make a case that, mm-hmm. that he's not top three, but it's a good thing for him to not get that recognition. Like if you're Phil Steele and you do the top four, I haven't, lo- I haven't seen, I don't think his book is necessarily, uh, is, hasn't arrived yet uh, for me. So he does four teams. Maybe if it's four teams, he's there. I just I would rather have his name not there, no matter what, because I just I want KJ to play angry. I want the team to mm-hmm. play angry. I think that's why. I think that plays exactly into the way Sam Pittman is talking about this team hasn't arrived. We got to stay hungry. Well, you stay hungry when you don't get recognition. You you're exactly right. And I think of where Sam Pittman is right now. Right now, it's all you know, underdog. Yeah, let them count us out. Let let them think that we're not as good as we truly are. We'll go show them. But at some point, at some point, that mentality does have to change. You know, that mentality of we know we're good. You need to know that we're good. You need to start recognizing us. You know, you, you don't hear, you know, I, you hear Nick Saban use the term rat poison all the time, right? He, because mm-hmm. he feels like that his players read too much, see too much on social media, and that they buy into their own thing. But you never hear Nick Saban or Kirby Smart or, or Dabo talk about underdog mentality. You don't hear them talk about that. That's because they've proven it over a matter of, of you know, for Nick Saban, 15 years at Alabama. For, for Kirby Smart, I believe he's going into year six uh, at Georgia. And then obviously Dabo's been at Clemson for a long time just to throw out a few of these programs. At some point, you do need to switch that mentality of don't believe us, we don't care, we're the underdogs, to, hey, we've arrived, we're here. You need to start showing us some, the respect that we deserve. And I don't think Sam Pittman in this program is there today. But I think that, you know, we're sitting here Friday, July, it won't be Friday, or July 22nd, right after SEC media days in 2025. I think that that could be a day that you flip that switch to, hey, no more underdog mentality. We know we've arrived. You need to know it. And, hey, give us your best shot. We're, you know, switch that from we're going we're gonna to upset everybody to everybody's going to try to upset us. You know, switch that to we know we're everybody's Super Bowl, and we're, and we're proud to be that. You know, it, 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 at some point you got to get to the cockiness. I like Brandon, Brandon Texan. He says KJ's got Rodney Dangerfield, no respect level. No respect, no respect. Yeah, now we just got him. Got to get him the ill-fitting suit, the tight tie, mm-hmm. and to get KJ's eyes to bulge out just the same way that Rodney mm-hmm. did. And hopefully he doesn't smoke as much as Rodney did or ever <laughs> smoke. Uh, all right, who else has arrived here? Is Eddie, Eddie in Clarksville. Eddie, you know Arkansas picked third by the priests uh, by the SEC media in the SEC. Um, you got him first, don't you? You've always got him first. Is third something that uh, that that necessarily lights a fire under you? Well, sir, I tell you this: we haven't beaten Alabama. When you talk about the the best program in all. All the country, I tell you this, I'm hungry for a win against Alabama. And as I said the other day, the closest we come is in 2014. And I'll Saban, you better get your sneakers shined up, sir, because you're going to be walking them sidelines again. I do believe this. The SEC West will be decided October 1st in Hoptown. So 
when you come in, we're 4-0. You're 4-0. Let's get it on. Because our program has come and grown by leaps and bounds. And I believe this. We're going to give you money's worth and take you to the limit. And I want to dedicate this today as I was just super excited to find out what Coach Pittman does in his past time. And him and Miss Pittman sit out on the patio and they play Fleetwood Mac. So every day to football season, I'm going to dedicate a Fleetwood Mac song to them as I did this morning. I'm dedicating change to you, sir. So I hope you and Miss Pittman play it this weekend. And the reason I picked change, because I said before, a chain is not easily broken. And our program is not going to be easily beaten this year. We'll see you in Fayetteville. Man, I like where you're going with this, uh, Eddie. That's really cool. You, by the way, a chain was just broken. The Miami Hurricanes have retired the turnover chain officially. <laughs> I saw you. this the other day. So, yeah, we, maybe they didn't break the chain, Eddie, but they have, uh, they have taken it and put it in the, put it in the garbage. Uh, maybe you can do the same thing with the Tennessee baseball daddy hat and pimp coat. Mm-hmm. 877-377-6963. Good to talk to you, Eddie, and thank you, as always, for listening to our show. Halftime brought to you by Norris Material and Supply Flooring Center. They've got vinyl plank flooring in stock now at 89 cents per square foot. You can take it home today, plus all other kinds of flooring, hardwood, waterproof, natural stone, metal tile, glass tile. They've got it all, and the supplies to do it yourself or get professional installation. They'll even do countertops. Norris Material and Supply Flooring Center. They were formerly Fort Smith Flooring. Check them out on their Facebook page or flooring.norrismms.com. More halftime after this. Guys, it's all about confidence when it's time for sex. Am I right? Sometimes stress, anxiety, or just a bad day can affect your performance and ruin the fun and passion for both of you. But don't worry. BlueChew.com is here to save the day. BlueChew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in chewable form and at a fraction of the cost. BlueChew tablets help men combat all forms of ED. Because BlueChew is an online prescription service, there are no visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations, and no waiting in line at the pharmacy. And it ships right to your door in a very discreet package. The process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. The best part? It's all done online. BlueChew's licensed medical providers work with you to find the right ingredients and strength for your prescription. BlueChew tablets are made right here in the USA, and they prepare and ship direct, so it's cheaper than a pharmacy. And here's a special deal for our listeners. Try BlueChew free when you use our promo code believe at checkout just pay five dollar shipping that's bluechew.com promo code believe b-l-e-a-v to receive your first month free see they got going over at joe's grilling cantina today for a friday special chicken fajitas and steak fajitas ten dollars for chicken fajitas eleven dollars for the steak fajitas and your sides of black beans and rice coming with it flavored margaritas are four dollars and of course they've got the happy hour from 3 until 6, weekdays only, dollar off drinks, $5 Paquito Fajita Nachos at Joe's Grilling Cantina. They're at joesfordsmith.com. You can download the waiter app to order as well or give them a visit across from Harps. 
Mm-mm-mm. Speaking of food, yesterday was National Junk Food Day. I uh, was reminded, Facebook reminds you of things that you put up a year before. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, we talked about it on the show, too, because I got lots of what is wrong with you sort of mentions from people about the way I like to eat a Kit Kat bar. Have you ever seen this, Drew? Have I ever shown yes, you I have. We, we've had this conversation a few times over over the last 13 months, but it, it is quite weird. I mean, just bite into it, man. I don't think it's weird at all, Phil. I no. think it's completely normal. No. You just deconstruct it. You, you bite the side. Yes. You bite the chocolate off layer the side. Layer by layer. Yeah, and then, then layer by layer. It's, it actually, the flavor, the flavor profile of the Kit Kat mm. bar comes out much better and more delicately when you go layer by layer. I'm going to be but your, you I'll don't be get your all the flavors at the same time. If that's though. all right. No, it's, it's two not a flavors. It's chocolate it's, and wafer. There's not that many flavors. There's a texture that goes along Whoa. with it. Wait, I'm just trying there, Matty. I'm well, just trying to help. You, you know, one th- <laughs> just trying to help. One thing about uh uh, the Kit Kats, you know, they come out with all these crazy flavors. Like they'll have like blueberry flavored mm-hmm. Kit Kats. The thing is, though, this, the texture of some of that other kind of, you know, whatever it is, kind of chocolate that they use, isn't quite the same. And it, and some of those can be a little bit more difficult to. Uh, it's like eating a candle. Yeah. I mean, you might as yeah, well light the like thing on fire. Yeah. It's the, it's, it's basically the same thing. Drew, have I? Uh, has anybody sold you before on the chocolate and popcorn combination? Peanut, yeah. I don't do the peanut M&M thing much any no. longer, but you can do peanut M&Ms with popcorn in the same mouthful, and it's a party oh, going dude. on. No, which you, they, and I get that, that sweet and saltiness, uh, the saltiness of the popcorn with the sweet of the candy, and I understand why people do it. I just, you know, I, I'm not one of those people that want sweet and salt at the same time. You know, I'm just, if I want salty, I'm going to eat popcorn. If I want sweet, by golly, I'm going to have me some candy. I'm not. I'm not going to be that adventurous and go about at it both. I, I'm just one or the other at the time type of person. You know, one thing about Maddie, he's d- one of those weird guys. He's one of those weird guys who doesn't like his food to touch on the same plate. You know what I mean? I don't <laughs> mind. No, I don't mind that because it's all going the same place. Uh, <laughs> Why don't you just eat vomit? <laughs> One thing about um, dumping, you know, just dumping the M&Ms into your popcorn bucket. Anytime I've ever done that, it's like, yeah, you get a few M&Ms on the top, but by the after a few handfuls, they all go to the bottom of the bucket. So you still end up eating all the popcorn by itself and then mm-hmm. having a bunch of like really buttery M&Ms at the bottom of it. So I think well, that's probably all because keep... they're the heavy. They're the heaviest. Exactly. You've got to keep them in separate. You got to. That's the thing that you divide. You need. You know those popcorn boxes that come with the three flavors. You got the cheese. You got the mm-hmm. butter. You got the caramel. Just get rid of one of them and dump the M and M's into another, yeah, or about... just get a tin with four slots. Now we're talking. Yeah, yeah, dump out the uh, the cheese flavored popcorn and put M and M's in there. It needs to be whoa, like, whoa, a, whoa, whoa, like a nerd's no, a no, nerd's no, no. container. Cheese is you know? staying, bro. Ah, get, cheese is nah, staying. Nah, it's the caramel that needs to stay. Maybe, caramel's going. Nah, caramel. Caramel's the best. The one. butter. The butter would be the one I'm kicking out of there. What? You can't just kick out the classic. But how is the one cheese that started pop- it all? How is cheese popcorn with M and M's? I don't think I've ever tried. I don't know. I've never had it. I, uh, I just told you, I'm 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 a separation of sweet and salt. Give it a try. Well, yes, you uh, you make me cry and smile all at the same time, Drew. <laughs> Rainbows and everything. <laughs> rainbows. You, I said rainbows. I don't know. How do you how do you feel about um, chocolate covered pretzels? Um, not a fan. Not a fan. Once again, chocolate it, or pretzels. It's the, it's the salty. It's Dude, the salt. I, you can't. Could do be the one of the best treats thing. ever. See, I, I, I don't. I I like uh, white chocolate um, covered pretzels. That was your nickname only, in high school. White chocolate? Of course it was. 
Um, Jer- Jeremiah, like those were like, well, what, what, like what, four or five of them at the time. I'm not going to sit there and eat a whole bunch of them. Guys, what do you think? What do you think Jeremiah did on junk food day when his beef, his pickles and beef jerky are his are his uh, junk food? Now Drew is I mean, a pickle. Have Drew's a pickle guy. Junk food. And oh, I'm a huge pickle. See, guy. I, huge I, pickle. I, I, I pickles are a junk food. Pickles are healthy. Yeah. What's wrong with a pickle? I There's just, nothing I don't like unhealthy the smell about a pickle. No, that's a vegetable. <laughs> are pickles vegetables? Well, sure it is. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah, I mean, it's I a cucumber. Where do you think it came from? You're right. You're right. You're right. That makes sense. Don't worry, I won't. I, I won't thought of it that way. Kit Kat for you here today, right this very moment. Nor will I ever. If you have ever tried to deconstruct a Twix bar, it's it's kind of difficult and messy to mm. do. And put it in their fridge. There was a first. point. There was a point in my life where I tried to. I might have tried to individually separate all of the Krispies in the Nestle Crunch Bar oh, by melting the chocolate <laughs> in my mouth. That took a long time. <laughs> it took a rather long time. The best new candy, by the way, I've, al- I've been hooked for a while on, on Chewy Spree, but the best new candy are these, are these Nerds gummies. Have you, it's like the Chewy Nerd thing. In the, yeah. No, you're you not talking the about nerds the, the Nerd Rope. Yes, the Nerd Rope. No, the nerd rope has been separated into like individual no bites that are just like that I with the chewiness this. on the inside, the crunchy, sweet tartiness on the outside. That, my friend, has been one of the nice, really great inventions of junk food. So congratulations to Willy Wonka for that one. Good job. My, I, I'm, a, I'm a big Skittles guy, um, but only the wild berries. I like original, and I like some of the tropics. I'm not a big sour Skittles guy. Sour but Skittles. You, oh, you yeah. Give, you, give me a, you give me a big old bag of uh, wild berry Skittles. Oh, man, those things are um, going away. So I'm, I'm putting them down. I'm that way, but it's with Sour Patch Kids. And um, I had to lay off the Sour Patch Kids because I would uh, eat so many of them that they would li- it would destroy the inside of my mouth. It would be like I'd have like <laughs> does, uh, do fifth-degree burns inside my mouth from uh, eating so many Sour Patch Kids. All right, so where I, where I am at this moment in this beach condo owned by my friend and, and, his, and his wife uh, has done a great job. I think it must have been her because uh, I don't know any guy that would necessarily be as resourceful as this to put out, it looks like, 50 different kinds of snacks out here. Mm-hmm. Some of them are healthy, some of them are not. And I think one of these things here could not classify as junk food. Like a, a Coca-Cola is junk food, right? I am a drinking a Coca-Cola ginger right now. Lime pre, you are always drinking a Coca-Cola. <sighs> a ginger lime prebiotic soda with 15 calories and eight different uh, ingredients before the word sugar in the ingredient list. This is not junk food. I don't know no. what a prebiotic soda is. It doesn't say probiotic, by the way. It's a prebiotic, <laughs> so this is confusing, and I'm, I'm not quite sure what it is I'm putting inside my body, but I know it's not alcohol because my two friends have taken their drinks and gone away. Their weekend started a couple of hours ago, and we can't do that here live on the air. So, so isn't that, that drink, that's like the same stuff that there was that yogurt that Jamie Lee Curtis would sell that would help with her movements? Had probiotics in it. <laughs> yeah, I think that was yogurt. That was Activia. Yeah, right? Acti- I remember this those is like the, acti- the beverage the little, version, the little wave thing. Yeah, those were. I can't eat that stuff. I don't no. like thinking about uh, the lady from Trading Places uh, that I used to watch when I was uh, a young boy. Mm-hmm. Uh, then t- t- tell me about her digestive health. Yeah, so, that was a, that was an odd moment. I'm guessing the brand that you're you're drinking is is, is a poppy, right? P O P P I. Uh, yeah, it is poppy. That's right. Okay, so according to their healthy. website, yes, 
uh, pre prebiotic soda is a bubbly soda alternative. It aims to provide you with a tasty but healthier soft drink, oh. all while feeding your gut prebiotics. <laughs> Prebiotics have been known to promote gut health, and a healthy gut can increase your immunity. You lost me at the word alternative, Drew. That means it's <laughs> crappy. That means it doesn't taste the way it's supposed to taste. Yeah. Alternative, but it does have bubbles enough to make me have to just step aside for a moment and take a break. All right, and we'll have uh, the golden hour. This is obviously the golden hour. 877-377-6963. A big gulp of prebiotic soda, and right back. Eastside Liquor in Fort Smith may look like a small store from the outside, but they have a huge warehouse for storage, so they buy volume deals and have competitive pricing on all the top brands like Tito's, Crown Royal, Fireball, Jim Beam, and more. They also feature wellness products like Martha Stewart brand CBD. Give them a call today at 479-452-7311 or stop by and see them at 9390 Rogers Avenue in Fort Smith. Now, back to the podcast. Continue with the golden hour here on halftime. Got a lot of sports talk in hour number one. Uh, we'll have all of that stuff on our uh, Eastside Liquor podcast that'll be released just after the show is complete. Uh, we got a test here from JR in Peel, an old man test, and I am younger than Drew Barrett is. He gave us two things to try one is to sit cross legged on the floor and stand up without using your hands. The other is to put on your socks and shoes freestanding without using anything to prop yourself up. I can do both. I did, I, and the, the, the putting your socks and shoes on, like, that's a daily thing. I don't usually, mm -hmm. I'll sit down sometimes, but I, I do it standing up all the time. The sitting down cross-legged and standing up without your hands, I did, I tried that during the commercial break, stood up. It's a little tougher than you think, and then enjoyed watching Drew give it a try. I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. I'm, I'm going to blame it either... You know, unfortunately, I do have a little bit more of a of a of a gut on me in the front than you do, and I've also yeah. I've your had shirt, ACL your surgery. shirt is a little larger than me. I'll put it. It is yeah, just a little ACL bit, a little surgery. bit larger. I had ACL surgery Did ten years you ago, Phil. I can't, I can't oh, move like I, thought, I used to. So it wasn't ten months ago. It wasn't no, quite it was ten, 10 months years ago. ago. But hey, you ask anybody that's had surgery on their knee, they will one hundred percent say, yeah, it's it's never been one hundred percent the same. And never, never. I don't think be they'll the they'll blame me. I don't think they'll blame me now. That this might be a new goal of mine, you know, like my power walking and uh, all the other things that I've been doing to to be a little bit healthier. Uh, have you kept up the power walking? I have actually not power walked this week. I did not power walk in Atlanta. Although I did oh, walk enough. Oh, man. Phil, I, I'm telling you, you know, from walking from the hotel once, to once the Once you get off the power walking horse, it's tough to get back on the power walking horse. I know. I know. I'll get back on it. Uh, yeah, obviously, I don't think I'm going to do it today, but I'll get back on it on Monday when I get back in town. But all right, well, we'll, that's we'll the new goal is to be able to do, get myself up off the ground without using my hand sitting in uh, – Crisscross applesauce, whatever way you want to call it. Yeah, I usually use the term cross-legged um, mm -hmm. to describe sitting on the floor with your legs crossed. It usually seems to work. Uh, seems to work for me. Um, all right, heading into the weekend, man. Uh, this this is going to be an interesting weekend. I've got these two for the, they they walked once. I mentioned them watching me like I was a caged animal, and they were sitting there on the couch. And I'm, mm -hmm. in a, I'm in a beach condo in, Ra in Wrightsville Beach, North Carolina. I am, I am, it looks like I'm like maybe a football field and a half away from the actual Atlantic Ocean. There's nothing in between here and there except uh, the sand dunes. 
Um, I got it. Um, I, I, they, they were sitting here, each with a drink in their hand, watching mm-hmm. like they had paid admission to come in and sit there and, <laughs> and, and watch somebody do a radio show. I mentioned that I felt like a caged animal, and they, they got up and, and left. I went down, made to the, feel bad. went down to the pool, hey, drinks Drew, in hand. Drew, this is like when uh, you and I were younger, and we would go to the state fair and pay $5 and walk by, and it would just be like a little person sitting there yeah, watching the, a television. The world's smallest World's we we, we talked person. about that. Yeah. I don't know if we talked about that on air or not, but I remember being, you know, I, I think in middle school, actually going to the Mid-South Fair uh, at, uh, at the Agger Center here in East West Memphis, as the commercial always like to say it, and it'd be one of those, see, see a live mermaid or, or see the world's smallest person. And I felt so bad because you'd walk, you'd pay like five bucks and you'd walk by and there's just this, this person. She, she was very small. Sure, she was a nice person. She's sitting there texting. She she's just sitting there on her phone, playing games, playing like you know, Angry Birds or something, or sitting there texting, not looking up. And not like you walk by, anybody. what are you supposed to like? You, you don't. What say, am I supposed to do? Like, you're supposed to say something to him, like, "Hey, how's it going?" Like, you just look at him. <laughs> it was it was the most awkward thing I've ever paid money to do. Like it's something I don't think I would ever do. I don't even know if they have those things anymore. Well, I I mean I experienced the same thing, but yeah, it's probably been twenty mm-hmm. plus years ago. But Phil, what would he Calvert's, be? <laughs> Calvert's right. Calvert says you're. You can tell Drew um, is going to be marrying an elementary school teacher when you were, when you said crisscross applesauce. And so That's back to you sit down. When I was that's a, a kindergarten term, isn't it? Yeah, it is. See, it used. To, I think they may have changed that from when I was a kid for like politically correct reasons. Well, it used, it used to, to be Indian, Indian style. style yeah. yeah, and so I never heard crisscross applesauce before. I always thought I mean, you're sitting I've, Indian style. But. I, I was we told that changed at some point. Yeah, yeah, and then it is, it's now crisscross applesauce. That's or that's much sitting. That's much cuter. Work for me. Yeah, it is. It is. It's a, all right, kids. It's get around cute. the reading uh, carpet crisscross applesauce. And you say it's they don't take lips. naps anymore? No, they don't take naps anymore. That's it's, crazy. It's absolutely ridiculous. I mean, when I was in kindergarten, I hated nap time, but now, as adult, like. I wish I, I wish we I wish part of me does wish that we did uh, did what they do uh, to our neighbors down south and take about a two hour nap break every every work. Day. Dude, I was so slick during nap time. I would always get be the first to grab my mat because I was like going to slide up right next to the cute little growing class. I was like, I know where I'm laying yeah, down during nap boy. time. Yeah, Maddie, you know I what you're doing. I never could nap in class, man. Well, I, I use it as a time to dream. I got really good napping in class in high school. <laughs> it took me until high school before <laughs> I, I could actually start school, to fall too. asleep in school. Yeah, when they wanted to fall asleep in school, and it was time to do it, and you actually had a, you, you brought your own little rug. Did you used to bring in kindergarten? You had to bring your own your own nap rug because everybody mm-hmm. just did it on the floor, and uh, and and I remember my my nap rug. It was pow- oh boy, it was powder blue. If Bubba only knew that, but powder uh-huh. blue, and I could never fall asleep on the thing, even though I tried to lay right next to, uh, just like you're saying, you know, who you thought was the cutest girl in kindergarten. I tried to do the same thing. Tatiana Lesko. Never forget those names sometimes. And still could I have never fall asleep. I have no idea who my kindergarten crush was. 11 years I'm later, I remember. fell asleep in like every class and still made it through <laughs> high school. You know, I'm almost 40 now and I can't sleep through the night. I wonder if I should just like play audio of somebody trying to teach me math, if that would help. <laughs> it might work. Yeah. Or, yeah. or what whatever you, you do. Whatever you did at the age of 16. Oh, uh, smoking pot during recess. That was the problem. 
<laughs> yeah, because that was the problem. That was the problem. Well, that might help you go to sleep, wouldn't it? It, it probably uh, would. Right. You need the voice. You need to get uh, my geology teacher from from college because I really had never had a problem of falling asleep in class till senior year of college, first first day uh, of geology. And this dude, he loved him some rocks, but goodness gracious, he spoke in the most soft, quiet monotone, just lull you to sleep, man. Five seconds of his of his, of his uh, intro to geology lecture, you'll be out cold. I it's promise. like, dude, try to make rocks a little exciting. <laughs> well, some rock is exciting. It's just, you know, it's the music kind of. What kind of yeah. rock? Uh, don't forget it. Looking for a great job right now. The Fenchman's got them available. They offer great pay and five hundred dollars sign-on bonus for fence builders or anyone with building experience. Go to apply in person in Fort Smith at 1213 North 32nd Street. That's the Fenceman, an equal opportunity employer. All right, we're going to wrap it all up after this quick break. This is for the men who never settle, the ones who miss the fairway all day and still pull out the big stick, the type of guys who will always prefer to be behind the grill than in front of the camera, and the men who never let their friends forget about a high school nickname. This is the Lodge mentality. This is Twin Peaks. Who wants to settle for a single TV? With more TVs, bigger screens, plus our fabulous scenic views, there's more to watch at Twin Peaks. job is getting by with nine kids and a wife but i've been working man dang near all my life and i'll keep on working long as my two hands are fit to use i'll drink my beer in a tavern sing a little bit of these working man blues well apparently it's all sunshine and rainbow but i mean you're listening to Halftime with Phil Olson, Maddie T, and Drew Barrett. Want to jump in the conversation with the guys? Call or text into Halftime at 877-377-6963. Come Monday morning, I'm right back with the crew. Drew does make a pretty good point. Sometimes we hear the things we want to hear. I thought I wanted to hear when I heard sunshines and rain sunshines and rainbows that maybe i heard what i wanted to hear i'm gonna have to like dissect this thing with a fine with a with a really with a really sharp scalpel at some mm-hmm. point because i'm not quite sure what i'm hearing there. well apparently it's all sunshine and rainbows i mean i'm hearing rainbows oh, what did he say what did he say everybody kind of rainbows i mean seven three seven seven sixty nine sixty three i mean just add it to the list you and Ty are going, are going, really kind of one up in each other sometimes. I mean, we're just trying to figure out which one of us can make a complete fool out of ourselves faster. Somebody said on the text line that uh, Ty was all over the place this week. Did was he making a lot of uh, verbal mistakes? I don't know. If they were accusing did, him I mean, of maybe being up late drinking every night. No, I was. You were though. Oh, you didn't. Actually, you never told us about actually, this. He actually still went to bed at a, at a reasonable hour. I, I was out with. Uh, with my old uh, with my old buddies, uh, a lot of nights Ty would uh, go to bed at about or head up to the room about like I don't know eight thirty nine. I'd, I'd stay up for another hour, maybe even two. I've always said uh, Ty Richardson is the most uh, responsible person in sports radio. Mm, I don't know about so that. From the start, yeah. from the moment I met him, yeah, there was there was absolutely no doubt. <laughs> Did you ever about think that. there was going to be somebody that worked here that would make him look more responsible? 
than yeah, me. Aaron Torres brought this up. Than, than you? He's uh, saying I, my bad behavior is making him look like he's responsible. Like making him look like the golden child? I guess. I'd, I still got up. I was at work every day. I made it down there. So what? No, Thursday did. was you a did, little struggle. You, you, you made it. Oh, I wonder if that could have had anything to do with some of the issues we were having. Thursday the first, was a little bit of, of a being struggle. Successful is show up on time. Just, yeah. You managed to do that. Congratulations. Yeah. Monday through <laughs> Wednesday, smooth sailing. I, I I had fun with 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 everybody with all the media members. Uh, Thursday morning, you know, I was riding a little bit of a struggle bus, uh, but I powered through. We we got through it. I oh, was there traffic? The, was the bus having trouble making it? Yeah, uh, there's there's some engine trouble. Yeah, we we were <laughs> down the road. I mean, it it, it was a, it was a real struggle to get from point A to point B on Thursday, but we made it. We we pulled into the station. Every everybody got to their destination. Everybody clapped when you landed. Yeah, it was one of those with a lot of lot of turbulence, but and we might have skidded on the runway, but everybody's okay. Okay. Speaking yeah. of like getting to your destination and everything, I, tr- I, fl- I flew here yesterday to, to, to Wrightsville Beach. Are your arms uh, tired? Through- <laughs> yes, oh, that, very that was tired. Maddie, you got the one-liners ready to go today, <laughs> man. Um, and yeah, he'll he will be here all week, but all week lasts another five minutes. So don't you know? Don't don't forget to tip your waitress. I'm wearing a tie with uh, jeans right now, and I'm standing in front of a uh, brick wall. Maybe after, you're the one you who's got the look your, uh, of, K- of 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 uh, Rodney Dangerfield instead of KJ. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you're the one who needs who you know KJ's the one who's going to get the no respect. You can you can <laughs> take that moniker if you want it. You got to get my, the bulgy uh, eyes though, Maddie. <laughs> my flight attendant last night, she was actually pretty funny. I, I actually wrote down one of her jokes cuz I thought it was oh, uh, pretty pretty humorous. You know, they're going through the pre-checks and everything. They're talking about the uh, in in case of emergency with the air mask that that fall you know, put it over yours. Make sure you secure yours before you help any elderly or children that you're uh, maybe flying with. And uh, she says, if you're traveling with more than one of your children, well, choose the one with the most potential and work your way down. If you thought that was funny, my name's Susan. If you didn't, it's Betty. It was pretty funny. Wow. She, 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 she does that seven times. That's a good one. She does that seven times yeah. a day. Oh, she, she does. Really, she, she, she has the timing down she perfect. She used that nine times Wait, that day. Southwest. Because hey. Southwest yes, is usually... The, yeah, they were the ones that yeah. want you to that want you to be entertained by your flight crew. Uh, I don't like good that. for them. There. I, I try so hard not to pay attention to them. Maddie, <laughs> are you the one that gives them the furrowed brow and the look that like, don't even ask if I want a drink? I'll tell you if yes. I want one. Yeah, I, I'm not in the mood. <laughs> yeah, there was a guy yesterday at the Little Rock Airport that was in some kind of a mood at the at the you know the the gift shop area. I just wanted to go get a, a bottle of water, take it in there with me. He's he's buying something. And, and and this big dude is telling the woman who's right there next to the cash register or the, the slot where you stick your, your cash register. There used to be these things called <laughs> cash registers. Um, it's like an iPad where now. where you stick your card in. And he is telling her how much he hated being in Little Rock and dropping, I counted 15 F-bombs, loud wow. ones that you could hear on the other side of the, uh, mm-hmm. that you could hear really on the other side of the hall. And the lady just stood there and took it with a smile on her face. And I was... I was floored by him. He wasn't like being aggressive or angry to her. He was doing this like he was telling a joke. But I was just, I was, I was beside myself that we, and I'm no prude with language and things like that, but there are certain situations that you just don't scream the F bomb out of the blue 15 times in a row. Um, you know, in the middle of an airport, unless maybe you, you knocked over your your wife's plants. 
Wow. <laughs> Which yeah, one? You know, I was there. now that I hear this because we meant you mentioned this off the air earlier. I'm wondering. I wonder if he got a little, uh, as we say, lubricated uh, beforehand. Well, that you could think, have happened. Because I, I can. I that can happens see, well, in airports. Yeah. You know, they always they offer doing, the second shot. Every drink comes with two shots instead of one at the airport. Yeah. And I, I know well, there's, there's plenty of places. Half off shots. Half off every shot with your beer. Lady was like, half fights on shots. I was like, well, if you mention it, if you phrase it that You're way, they're practically my arm free. Here, yeah. <laughs> Give me five beers and five shots right now. Free money. It's funny. It's like doing a thirsty Thursday at the ballpark. If you don't want <laughs> drunk people, well, then don't encourage them to necessarily drink that. Don't much. charge $1 beer. You could probably agree. I, I would think the flight crews could, could possibly agree. And can we do something about not necessarily like feeding the beast as much? Leonard wants me to slap the guy. He weighed probably 200 pounds more than me, so I don't think yeah, that, that moment was the right. And in the middle, I needed to get to Wrightsville Beach, too. That means I also turned down, because this is happening to people. Remember we brought up that woman who took 10, got $10,000 from Delta Airlines to give up her seat on a mm-hmm. flight from Grand Rapids, Michigan, to Minneapolis. I could have I gotten a $750 travel credit. Mm. Didn't do it, though. Mm. Didn't do it, though. <sighs> Needed to be with these boys. Needed to be with these boys. A couple you. of them I hadn't seen in a long, long time. I but I told him if it was $10,000, I'd have done Yeah, then, you know, screw oh, yeah. you guys. I'm out of here. <laughs> I mean, if there's a comma in the price, then, you know, <laughs> I, don't need, I don't need that many friends if I got money. So, uh, but I feel you. Anything, anything under 5000 I Actually, you know what? If they had given me a $750 in, in Atlanta last night, I probably would have done it. Just, sure. I mean, Which the- I, mean I, I could have gotten on a plane this morning at 7, and Atlanta made it back here by by 7.30, you know, when you change well, time. Well, all right. Zone. Well, so then, then, then here's going to be my plan for – here's my plan for Sunday. Um, okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to allow myself to get bumped for as low as $500. And you guys can just do the show by yourself because I'll probably be flying no, in the middle okay. of uh, in the middle of the day on Monday. What do you think about uh, that? You know, you know, oh five hundred no, bucks and just totally good. screw you over. You know, would t- I get away with it? Ty misses flights left and right, and nobody gives him anything for it. He just misses his flights. It, if it's ten thousand dollars, I'm sorry, but uh, it, mm. I gotta, I got, you know, baby, gotta eat. Kids need some <laughs> shoes. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> got no, some things no, we gotta no, do either. here. Bill's right, gotta be paid, my friend. That's right. I'll take ten. I'll take ten grand to get off my plane, For sure, and then to get off the next plane, and then maybe even the next plane. We can have some fun with that stuff. Now I'm you're going to do two here in Wrightsville Beach. You like you're going to start popping those probiotic sodas in? Uh... Yeah, these prebiotic sodas are going to be going down <laughs> like water any moment here. It's basically what it tastes like anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, hey guys, have a great weekend, Drew. Travel safe back home uh, to uh, the River Valley from East West Memphis, Maddie. Always appreciate you for holding everything down as we've been traveling around for these last couple of weeks. Thank you so much. For Maddie and Drew, I'm Phil. Have a great weekend and get up, get out, and get better. You're listening to the Eastside Liquor Halftime Podcast. Check out the Bud Light Morning Rush Podcast at hitthatline.com. This podcast is an exclusive property of Pearson Broadcasting. It may not be copied, reproduced, modified, published, uploaded, reposted, transmitted, or distributed in any way without Pearson Broadcasting's prior written consent. This podcast has been presented by Bet Online. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.